Mark Boland, I want you to come in and tell us a little bit about Africa, just in the context of the global economy, and maybe just tell people a little bit about what you do and how you spend your time, because you're analyzing economies that are growing, in some cases, much faster than developed economies, but they're growing from a lower base. Yes, I mean, that's the case I've previously mentioned, you know, talking to clients that for uh, Sub-Saharan Africa as a whole, we're going to see quite a sharp slowdown in growth from uh, four to five, even up to 7% over the past 15 years to this year. It's not going to be that much more than maybe one to one and a half percent. But this is not really reflective for Sub-Saharan Africa as a whole because this dominated the the uh, aggregate GDP number is dominated by Nigeria, which is in recession, and South Africa, which has more or less zero growth this year, and Angola, which there's not that much data out on Angola on a regular basis. So these are the three economies that together account for 60% of GDP, GDP, but only about 30% of the population. So... I mean, the majority of African countries are still growing at a relatively healthy clip, and uh, that's especially the case for the uh, for the smaller economies or the poorer economies that are now catching up with the more developed ones. Okay, uh, two parts. Number one, what slowed Sub-Saharan Africa so shortly, so sharply in a nutshell, and what is driving uh, the the smaller economies to healthy growth rates at this point? Well, what's slowing the economies in Nigeria and Angola is really a sort of deflation of the commodity boom. The you know the sharp rise in oil price just brought brought in a lot of revenue, which unfortunately was not invested in infrastructure, was not saved. So this kind of, in a way, almost automatically stimulates service demands in this sort of non-tradable sector, and that is now uh, dropping sharply. But there are in you know, majority of countries actually benefit from lower energy prices. It's a big, big import item. It's more money they can spend on other items. So this is what you're seeing in Tanzania and other economies. So that's the general story. I know that you wanted to talk a little bit about the economy of, uh, of the Congo. Yes, this is the Democratic Republic, Republic of, of Congo, Congo, Congo Kinshasa. So it's the third biggest country by population after uh, Nigeria and uh, Ethiopia, and a country that has a very troubled history that had a civil war from the late 90s into the early 2000s that, I mean, no one really knows how many people died. It was, I mean, three to five million, I mean, a lot of them in starvation, uh, and it and it involved a lot of the uh, neighboring countries, Rwanda, Uganda, Namibia, Angola. And now it's heading up to elections later this year, according to the constitution. But the government is is holding out, saying that they need to update the uh, census, the electoral roll to hold these elections. And the opposition is, is against this, saying this is just a stalling tactic to keep the current president, Joseph Kabila, in office. And now in the last few days, this has turned violent in Kinshasa. I'm not sure what the latest death toll is. We're talking 50, 60 people. I mean, this is this is very tragic, but I think there's still a reason to be relatively optimistic and in the sense that we're not going to see a return to the uh, kind of armed conflict that you had a decade okay. ago. All right. Well, Mark Bolan, we thank you for joining us. It's a treat to have you here in New York City. Of course, uh, PIM spent a lot of time yesterday at the big Africa Summit at the Plaza Hotel here in New York. 
New York City. We also thank Yelena Shuletyeva from our Bloomberg Intelligence team here in New York. She also contributes to the Bloomberg Brief on Economics. I'm Kathleen Hayes, along with Pim Fox, and this is Bloomberg. Bloomberg. 